And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Friday, May 26th, although technically th- Thursday, the 25th. We're recording the night of Game 5. We haven't slept. We haven't slept. It is 2.06 a.m. as I'm sitting down to record this. I had to come back from the garden, so Sam waited up because we didn't have time because it's an 8.30 start. Really, you know, just disrespectful. Yeah, you know what's NBA. really good is when they start late for two East Coast teams. Yeah, really genius move by the NBA. They're really considerate of our time. I, I take it personally. But I was telling Sam right before we started, we did the same thing after game one. At least the Celtics didn't lose this time because we, we would be significantly more upset. Uh, obviously, we're mad. You know, we're not the happiest bunch when the Celtics lose. But like staying up to 2 a.m. and having to linger in the, the self-pity of, of a loss. It's uh, terrible. It, very happy that the Celtics pulled out a win in this one and uh, a pretty convincing one. Might I add another pretty dominant victory for the Celtics. Was it wire to wire? Wire to wire. Wire to trail. wire win. Great win. Great win. Yeah. Great win. If the Celtics win, this is how it goes. Usually it's a blowout. It's not close. Once that game gets close, then the sweat starts to trickle. Uh, down my my forehead because you can't trust these guys in a close game at least not yet we don't know yet feels like they're going to be due for one in game six but sticking with today really good showing impressive from the jump they had good effort they tried which is really all you can ask but they did make threes as well they made what 41 percent of them pretty good a lot good 50.6 from the field they were engaged the whole time. It was awesome. Marcus Smart dives on the floor for the first play of the game. Ever since that, the rest of the team kind of follows suit. I really thought Tatum was great in this game, especially early on. Yes. He was important for setting the tone. Uh, just quick hitters. Jalen Brown uh, back, not injured anymore, maybe. Three of five from three, 50% from the field, only turned it over once. Awesome Jalen Brown game. All five starters hit double figures. They had four guys with 20. Oh, I, I lied. Horford only had six. The plus minus gets close me on this NBA.com. I do that too. Same yeah. Thing. Why would they have it like that? That sucks. <laughs> um, Agreed. Rest of the guys, not a lot off the bench. We'll talk about Brogdon. What the hell are they going to do with this guy? But very impressive from these guys. It was great to see the shots go down. Horford still didn't make a three. He had one where his foot was on the line. But they were getting good shots in the flow of the offense. They didn't look lost against the zone. Uh, there was a brief stint where they struggled against it, but it was only because the open shots weren't going down. It wasn't because they were turning the ball over. Celtics yes. just nine turnovers tonight. Big difference maker. Miami turned it over quite a bit. They had 16 of them. Big difference. That that's the difference between going home and going to Miami. Pretty happy they're going to Miami. Head into South Beach. I've heard some things on Twitter. This is random. That Miami people don't like when you call it South Beach. They don't. Uh, I guess. I think that's just because technically it's just a neighborhood in Miami. But <clears throat> they're going to South Beach. You know what I'm saying? They're going to Miami. Celtics headed back. Blame LeBron uh, for that. <laughs> no, I'm all true. for it. Blame him. Hmm. 
There you go. But like you said, very well-rounded all-around game for the Celtics. Uh, Jason Tatum, phenomenal. 11 assists in this one. Two rebounds shy of a triple-double. Um, Jalen Brown, also good. Making some solid passes for JB. Uh, he took a few what seemed to be four shots early in the game, and then he he turned it right around, and he had a phenomenal game. 21 points, efficient shooting, three steals. Like you said, only one turnover, <clears throat> and that's, uh, that's huge for JB. Um, Al Horford, I thought, played a great game. Obviously, like you said, he didn't score a lot. Three of seven from the field. 0 of 3 from deep for six points. He had Bam Adebayo in a torture chamber. He like Bam Adebayo looked lost in this game. What do you call him, Sam? Hit hit it. I don't want to say it. No, <laughs> they, they're still losing in this series. I'm not going to say it. We won't jinx it. But the point is, Al Horford played phenomenal defense on Bam Adebayo, and then you had the two headed guard tandem in the starting lineup of Marcus Smart and Derek White. 24 for D White. 23 for Marcus Smart. Six of eight from three for Derek, four of six from three for Marcus. Uh, I mean, those two were the head of the snake tonight for the Celtics. <clears throat> this remind it wasn't the exact same because in the game I'm referencing, they made all their threes at the end. This had a very Warriors game one feel where it's just like the role players are just killing you from three and the other team couldn't do anything. Uh, <clears throat> and, and that's what happened for the Celtics. Big Derek White game, big Marcus Smart game. And that was the difference maker in this one. Those two guys hit their shots, and uh, that's what mattered. And not all the threes were easy, too. Derek White made a ridiculous, like, turnaround, step back three. Like, they were just hot. And I tweeted out, like, this team is scary when they're hot. And unfortunately, when they're not, they're not scary at all. But they well, were hot just in game scary five. Way. <laughs> yeah, they, they were hot in They're game scary five, for though, the so. fans, not for the other team. Give a, a ton of credit to Derek White. Uh, in particular, Marcus Smart, obviously amazing too. But like, this is this is the game you needed from D White for a while now. Yeah, it felt like Derek White made every big shot. There were times where Miami yeah. was starting to climb back into this game, even if it was like they were down eighteen. They would string together a couple baskets. You're like, okay, like Celtics. There were times where their offense looked good, but there were also times where it was real stale. And White made a couple bailout threes, which were huge in this game. If you're going to have a controlled win like you did today one shout out to us because pregame we were like we sure would love game two or game seven against philly to show up today we and didn't say got this. something like that so i was very pleased with that no i doubt. i would say not to cut you off i would say this is more impressive than a a game five game se- or game whatever it was versus philly because in game two and game seven against philly it feel like they got up 30 and they just coasted in this one like Miami made a few like, okay, we're showing up again. Like we'll, we'll make a few shots. You know what I'm saying? And like it got down to maybe 13, 11 points. And then they just got it back up to 20, right? Like a- every time <clears throat> the Celtics felt like it was slipping away, they were right back in. And you know what that was? Missoula was so quick with the timeouts in game five. Missoula like, has turned a corner. <laughs> you know, it, it felt AKA's like players are trying. Yeah, it felt like. All the jokes of Missoula, you can't you can't save the timeouts for later in the season. It feels like he like he mentally thought he was saving all his timeouts in the regular season, and now in this one, he's like, "Oh, I can use all my timeouts now, <laughs> right?" Like anytime the Celtics messed up, anytime you know uh, Miami made a big bucket, it was just timeout, 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 time- and it, it like it felt like it stopped Miami's runs, which is what timeouts are supposed to do. So credit Missoula. He, he again, coached another phenomenal game. The funny thing about the Missoula timeouts, 
is it's almost like he's on the same wavelength as these players where when they're playing games that aren't as important, it's funny games one, two, and three, Missoula doesn't seem to be taking it as seriously. Neither did the guys where he's not putting the clamps down on the timeouts. He's really letting it be more of a free flowing thing. Will the Celtics figure it out on their own? Do they need to be disciplined? He is not taking any chances in these elimination games. <laughs> really, the Celtics could be up, uh, could have won the series already if they just executed. <laughs> We're back to that. But seriously, he's tightened the leash with the timeouts. He's not taking any chances in these elimination games. And I know you didn't see it, Jack, but on TNT today, they just let you know 4 0 in elimination games now, the Celtics. Well, there you go. <laughs> they, they, they don't want to go out yet. I will say, I, I think there's something to use the word like playing loose. I feel like for a while there, it felt like Missoula was coaching loosely and the Celtics were playing too uptight. And that's like the opposite of what it should be in a sense. Like when I say playing loose for the Celtics, I don't mean like not trying. I mean, when they're, it felt like in games one and two, maybe not three, but game three is the, the anomaly. They just sucked. In games one and two, it almost felt like they were trying too hard, like bringing back what they kind of talked about against Philly. Like they were too rigid. They were forcing stuff up. They weren't exactly playing in the flow of everything. And then meanwhile, Joe Missoula is like, you know, fight through it, playing loose, blah, blah, blah. And now <clears throat> games four and five, the flip is the script, excuse me, is kind of flipped where it's the Celtics are playing looser. Obviously, like, like I said, that doesn't mean like no effort. They're playing with great effort, but they're playing more free flowing. They're like, you know, they're, they're you know, running around on defense they're, they're making the right passes they're doing everything that they know they can do to be a successful team and then when they stop doing that joe mazzulli is being really rigid with his timeouts and i i feel like that's the the recipe for success for this celtics team and it's just taken them like they said they like to make things a little too hard on themselves jason tatum actually talked about that post game and i i don't know if you saw this quote but i thought of you when he said it he was asked somebody asked him like why do you think the Celtics thrive in chaos effectively? Like why do y'all make it so hard for yourself? Um, and he said, I wish I knew the answer for some odd reason. Even last year, we always seem to make it a little bit tougher on ourselves. What I do know is you can see the true character of a person of a team when things aren't going well. Uh, and like he was asked a similar question a like multiple times. What? But, well, that's not a good thing. Cause when things <laughs> aren't mean? going well for this team, they really don't go well. I know that's not what he was saying. He's saying like, yeah, yeah we're like really battling means. back from adversity. <laughs> but yeah, for three straight games, things weren't going well. People were saying blow up the team. Jalen Brown gave you a no comment after Grant Williams and Jimmy Butler got into it in game two. Did you like, hear what he said about Grant after game four? No. He was like something along the lines of like, <clears throat> yeah, Grant Williams, you know, when he plays under control and plays his role, he's good. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh. I don't know if they actually don't like Grant or they're just busting his balls. I think they're just busting his balls, but I thought the no comment thing was really weird. Well, did you see the clip of him after the game today? Yes. Yeah, I did. Phenomenal. Amazing. They Love it. Grant Williams. Yeah. Jalen Brown and a Celtics assistant just smacked his smacked his ass on the way by. Like good game. And he was just like, ah. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, got him. But um Jason Tatum said it after the game too. Whether it's ignorant belief or whatever, we do believe. And so like you said after game four, if they win two games, I'm back in, correct? I'm back in. Yeah, I am. You're, you're back in? Oh, man. Yep. It's terrible. 
now I'm going to be really mad if they lose game six. So if you are a, <laughs> a visiting fan watching this, just get ready. It's going to be a meltdown. I stand by what I said. Mm. I'm not back in back invested. I'm intrigued right now. They've piqued my interest, but I'm not going to get invested again emotionally or, or like just in general until they force a game seven. If they force a game seven, Jalen Brown after the game saying like the, he said something along the lines of like these next two games are big. And so like, I emoji. Must <laughs> eyes win. emoji. Some would say they're must well, win games. The point is he said next two games. So like eyes emoji, like it just, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're winning, basically, is what he's saying. Um, Jimmy Butler saying the same thing, though. He says, we're going to win. We know we're going to win the series. But Well, he did not say that they're going to have beers today. <laughs> is that what he said after game four? Yeah, he was like, we're going to have beers, listen to music, like relax, which is, in all honesty, the best way to probably handle it. As much as it is kind of fun to <laughs> yeah. poke fun at if they lose. Like, I mean, we say all the time, like, these guys just, you can't just dwell on it. You have to, you exactly. have to come back. You have to adjust but you can't just get in your head you have to forget it and move on Agreed. and the Celtics Agreed. team seems to do that quite a bit I know that was a Missoula thing early in the season with the sandcastle analogy where they they make a new one every game or whatever yep when they yep. watch film oh man yeah I'm back in I'm back in I was impressed with game say. four just the way they won game four was interesting because they did have to battle back in that game. They were down nine in the second half. Since then, mm-hmm. it's what, plus 39, I think I saw somebody tweet the stat today. Yeah. That's a pretty impressive swing. This is some impressive basketball we've seen from the Celtics. They might have figured something out. It doesn't seem like that zone's giving them as much trouble. And that is, uh, some would say, a miracle because it's taken them forever just to do what eight-year-olds can do. And, and crack his own <laughs> yeah i Good i asked them. you this after last game um i know you said you're back in but like vibe check how how, how are we feeling i'm back to where it, it's like i'm still frustrated because i'm like wow imagine if they like tried in the first two games this would be over yes but no, at the yeah. same time i'm proud that they didn't just roll over but proud that they didn't just roll over is not. <laughs> That's not a great way to we should. Season. Yeah, we shouldn't be like giving them a medal. Like there's still work to be done. You've did what you're supposed to do in these two games. You won a game at home. Good for you. Uh, now you have to go back down to Miami. You have to play against Miami. They're going to be pissed off. I would put my house that Hero's going to play in one of these last two games, by the way. Really? He broke his hand. He didn't break his leg. Like... Hero has had a broken hand for six weeks or five weeks. And it's about the timetable for him to return, by the way. It's a shooting hand, though, right? Isn't it, it is a shooting hand, which, fairness, you know, that is an impact uh, appendage. But <laughs> That was a great way to put it, I guess. But seriously, like, let's not pretend this guy can't be in shape already. If I broke my hand and I and I'm watching Miami steamroll Milwaukee and then they have the Knicks who you know they're going to beat, uh, I'm hitting the treadmill. I'm running. I'm doing anything I can to condition myself. I'm not sure yeah. how much impact you're allowed to absorb with a broken hand, like running, even if like you know you're moving your arms and stuff, it could screw with your bone structure. So I don't know everything. I'm not a doctor. I we I sit here and talk about basketball, dumbest of the dumb. <laughs> but as somebody that has dealt with a knee injury, not a serious one, but annoying <laughs> enough and nagging enough. It's frustrating. You lose that stamina because you can't run. I had to get back. I had to start yeah. building up and I'm kind of back now, but if I broke my hand, I wouldn't stop that. 
If I could run, I would go. So I can't imagine yeah. he's going to be out of shape. I don't think his ramp up is going to be very long. Maybe. I, I really think he's going to play in this next game. I think Vincent's back for sure uh, as well. I was going to ask you that next. Yeah, he's back too. Uh, but I, I'm shocked if Hero does not appear in this series, especially if it goes the distance. <clears throat> yeah, I was. I forget who asked me. I think it was especially with Lowry, like not making an impact, being bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm being um, thirty was... minutes, two of five for Lowry, five points, four turnovers. Yeah, he was, he was terrible. He's getting cooked on defense too. I think it was Liam who texted me asking, or maybe Danny, one of them, asking. Um, Liam asked me, "Is Gabe Vincent a one-game injury?" And I responded, "I'm like, yes. There's no way he's not it's Pope playing Catholic in Game Six. Yeah, <clears throat> I will say though, that was like that was a rough ankle sprain. Like he he snapped that that ankle, well, can't be landing on it. But he, it it would shock me if he does not play in Game Six. I I. I'm hesitant to go with you on hero. It wouldn't surprise me if he plays in a game seven, if it's there, I don't think he'll play in game six. Maybe I'm, See, just... but then like, I'm not sure if I'm Spolstra or the heat, I'm going to throw him out there for a game seven. If he hasn't played, how much sense does that make? They well, did then... it last year and he didn't make an impact at all. What do you mean they did it last year? Like he, he literally sat out parts of the Celtic series and they, oh, they yeah. trotted him out there for game seven and he gave him nothing. I forgot about that. Well, you don't think that would be the same for game six then? Yeah, but if you do it for game six, maybe you, that's your uh, get your sea legs, brother, and then you come out for game seven. <laughs> I guess. And again, last know. year he was dealing with some leg injury. I believe he hurt his ankle. Now it's his hand. And he was maybe. shooting before the game. Like He's already doing all that stuff. I I don't know what more he has to do. Yeah. I know it's what not you're his saying. knee. Not it is a shooting hand. It is important. But speaking of uh of injuries, Malcolm Brogdon yes did not return to the game. He played, did not make an impact. Shot over two from three. <clears throat> Just generally wasn't very good. And obviously it's because he's injured. What, what did he have? Uh, what's eight the injury? points or eight minutes? Zero points. O of two. <laughs> yeah, he's playing with a partially torn tendon in his right arm. Jared Weiss reported. Maybe the athletic. Just maybe. He shouldn't play with that injury. Yeah, there we go. I, I would tend to agree with you. I'm, I uh, wonder yeah. if he doesn't play in the first however many games, how much difference that makes. Because he's been terrible. <clears throat> he's been because of that, of course. I wonder like, how if... are you playing through a torn forearm on your shooting yeah. arm? I wonder. This is another debate. Do you go with Pritchard or Hauser in the rotational spot? Maybe for you just go with seven. I mean. I don't really know if you need Brogdon. He's like a luxury. You have white and smart. Those guys can just split minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like you run like, I mean, they played Pritchard four minutes today. Hauser three minutes. Most like that was garbage time, though. Like, I think you can get away with like, you know, six for Hauser, seven for Pritchard. You know what I'm saying? Like very minimally just to give guys a rest. Like you throw them in Maybe there for a shooting. Maybe you trot start. them out there and heat check them. Like see if they have anything yes. for you that day. I agree. But That's Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon should not be playing. He just, no, he should not. He's he not. He's not capable of giving them anything offensively. He hasn't been great on defense this series. There's no reason to put him out there. And not only that, but like it's kind of not fair to put him out there to him. I mean, I'm sure he wants to play, but you're not going to be able to contribute to the team. And there's a risk you mm -hmm. become a scapegoat. You don't want that, especially in your first year with the team. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't know. We don't. We who who am I to say really? But 
<laughs> he doesn't seem like somebody they should necessarily move on to. I know we've like talked text about this type of thing, but like it's a little different now. <laughs> like the sky is not falling until it is. Like if they lose again, we'll be back on the Armageddon. But yes. right now things are okay. There's a little bit of clarity that he was dealing with a serious thing in his forearm on his shooting hand, so it makes he sense. Still why is, he's been yeah. Terrible. <laughs> And Weiss was on the radio talking about it on Toucher and Rich, and he was like, yeah, like, this is the type of thing. Like, sometimes they just rest, guys. Like, well, just don't play him. Yeah, Let so him rest. Do that. So just rest him, then. What are we yeah. doing here? Agreed. Agreed. I'm but... fine with it. Don't play him. And if you have to run seven deep, you run seven deep. If you don't trust Pritchard or Hauser, if you mm-hmm. want to put him out there and you want to feel it out and see if they have anything for you that day, that's fine, too. But yeah. you have to know with Pritchard, he's going to get picked on a defense. And Hauser, they always try and pick on him. He's not easily picked on as much as Pritchard is because he's not undersized. But both of those guys are a bit of a liability on the defensive end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Injuries playing a big part in the series. I mean, you could see how different the Heat had to play with no Gabe Vincent on the court. Like, like they had outside if Jimmy wasn't hitting his middies and Bam couldn't get to work in a post, they got like no offense. Right? Like like Duncan Robinson played pretty well. Caleb Martin played pretty well. But, like, they were struggling for shot creation uh, on the court, and that's where they need <clears throat> Gabe Vincent. And so the injuries, I think, are just a big storyline this series. I'm not saying it's going to sway it, like, either way. Like, it's not going to be, like, a Chris Middleton thing last year. Uh, maybe some Heat fans, like, if the Celtics do make this ridiculous comeback, the like, Tyler Hero was there. Yeah, but. Um, we shall see moving on. Well, he was there. He just looks real dumb on the bench. Yeah. So I saw a tweet. Outfits. I think it was Pete Rogers tweeted. Tyler Hero looks like he's about to come paint my house with his like all white outfit. He, he's um, on the, the punch in the face rankings for sure. I mean, you know, what's crazy. Sam, who played the most minutes for the heat tonight? Uh, was head? it Highsmith? It was Haywood Highsmith. Who we That's crystal so balled on me. the pregame show. <clears throat> we did like. He had a good game, too. He had a little run there for the Heat late in the game. 15 points, 6 of 9 from the field, 3 of 4 from deep. How do you go from getting zero minutes effectively and then playing them 36? Like, that's crazy. Like Because yeah. you go out there because there's an injury and then you play well. So they're just like, oh, <laughs> shit, we should keep this guy in. There you go. Uh, there you go. I, I want to talk about the Celtics defense not a little bit, too. Are done with him yet? Hold on. Who? Haywood Highsmith? You got more in Highsmith? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just like curious about a few things. Okay, so yeah, tonight Haywood Highsmith plays 36 minutes. Go ahead, Sam. You got it. 36 minutes. Yep. He where is he? My God. Okay, he's six of nine from the field for 15 points, three or four from deep. Also, under talked about aspect of Highsmith is he defends Tatum pretty well, and I think he did a pretty good job in the regular season too. So look out for that. Um. But Highsmith, three of four from three, regular season, 33.9% from three. <laughs> you bet. I mean, the, the Gabe Vincent stuff is just mind-boggling. He's been great. In this series, he's just been otherworldly, and it's not fair. I do wonder if the injury will bring him back down to earth. I would you know appreciate, what I'm saying? Like, I would appreciate that. He comes off the injury and struggles a little bit. We'll see. I I, th- I think maybe it could happen. But... I mean, Caleb Martin was five of twelve, and it still felt like he made everything. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he did not have a great game, but it felt like he did. They didn't um, get Jimmy a lot of shots today. Today was a weird Jimmy game. 
10 looks for Jimmy. This is what I actually wanted to talk about He's next. 50%. Anyway, so I'm glad we're going there. Turned it over twice. He still kind of got his impactful stats five rebounds, five assists, a couple of steals. Got to the line, but I think you credit Austin's defense. They played really good defense the whole game on everybody they in did. general. I don't think Jimmy got anything easy. He wasn't getting the basket. He wasn't able, even able to get that little like move towards the paint where he gets right in front of the rim instead of having to work from the baseline. We didn't see much of that today. They really did a good job of just giving him the block, and that's it. And, and I guess if you're Missoula, you're like, I, I guess this guy can kill us out of the low post if he wants to. It's better than that than him coming off pick and roll and shooting threes if he's making the three, which he was over two today. Like, this is not, at least today, the guy that killed Milwaukee. It's not. Yeah. And and I've seen Heat fans say this because I'm in their Reddit because I have done Heat work. Uh, But they they were like, we need Milwaukee Jimmy to show up. Like, I don't know why he's regressed or whatever. Who knows? Maybe he's getting tired because he's had to do so much work. I mean, they didn't play him or Bam in the fourth quarter. So there's little eyeballs to you. With the heat. Yeah. Are those guys going to be a little bit fresher in game six? Maybe. I think you're going to get a pretty good punch from Miami in game six. That is a lot of people calling it their game seven, which it's definitely not because the Celtics have been the greatest hosts in the NBA to all their guests this year. <laughs> but it is definitely a big game. It's, your, it's yeah. your last time in front of that home crowd in this series, regardless <laughs> if you win or lose. I'm sure yes. if you're Miami, you would like to close out in front of your home fans to celebrate, mm-hmm. have the Eastern Conference trophy, have Caleb Martin get his Eastern Conference finals MVP. That's, you're saying that as a joke, but he genuinely would get it. No, I'm not joking. I, yes. The joke is that it's absolutely ridiculous. And if someone told you that before the series, <laughs> you put your head in a microwave. But we've watched it happen, and this guy has been good for whatever reason. He's had solid numbers all playoffs, but his points per game in this series is up eight points. <clears throat> yeah. I, I like that's crazy. I do want to stick with the Celtics defense for a second, though, because like as much as part of it is Jimmy's not being aggressive, they're just like sticking to him like glue. Like they're Good. not moving from him. Good. Derek White's improved his defense on him. Robert Williams blocked him at the three-point line. Yeah, Al Derek Horford's White's been very good when he's getting get on him. Yes, he was not giving Derek in White on any game. fakes. He was. <clears throat> I I bet you next game, maybe it throws Jimmy off his rhythm, but he's probably going to take a lot more first-time looks mm. because they're probably going to look at film and be like, "Look, this dude was not biting. You have to make him respect that." It felt like Jimmy was really trying to get the line today, and they weren't giving him any opportunities to. Nobody was. Jumping on these guys' fakes. No matter how many times the refs tried to give the Celtics a late call, that like there was a stretch in the second quarter. I mean, quarter Smart there. got a call after the ball <laughs> bounced off, and they got the rebound. Miami. So, I mean, it was. Kind of, I didn't think it was anything outrageous today. What were the free throws? There was I, ten I think for it was Miami terrible. and nineteen, 19 for the Celtics. Celtics. So, I, I don't think it was necessarily like a free throw disparity. I think it was just like there were so many late calls. I thought Mark Davis. But... Will yeah, we uh, see? The man in game six. I think so. I hope I, if I, I, hope I get to post the video <laughs> of Scott Foster, the highlight mixtape. Can you break down this Eric Lewis thing for me, please? Oh, yes. So because I'm going to I'm going to pull it up on my Twitter, but I'm not going to put it on the big screen because my lighting will go out. So effectively... Jack, if, if you guys did not see this, Jack sent me today. Apparently. Someone has found a burner account for Eric yeah. Lewis, who is an NBA official. 
He is the official that after that Lakers game, when LeBron saw his family get slaughtered in front of him at the garden and he had the temper tantrum, he was the ref that everybody went online and picked out like, oh, his family was wearing Celtics jerseys. So apparently Eric Lewis has a burner, a burner account. account. He did. It got deleted. The account got Oh, deleted. it got deleted. No. Mm-hmm. And but he somebody... was just replying exclusively to yes. tweets about Eric Lewis. And oh. it was also like some of this stuff I'm looking at it now. Like he's giving details <laughs> descriptions. <laughs> yeah. So there's one where like some random fan account like ranked every official in the NBA and Eric Lewis was 69th. Nice. Um, and the burner goes, so you watched every referee laughing emojis. <clears throat> There's another one where it's like, why is everyone going crazy about Chris Paul going on 11 when LeBron is 0 and 82 when Eric Lewis refs him and somebody goes like, <clears throat> just like they're not talking about the Smurfs taking over London. Uh, that shit ain't true. Stop spreading lies. Get the F out of here. Uh, Lakers being swept because no Eric Lewis. Don't think he was ever the problem shrug emoji i think it's hilarious eric lewis got exposed as a celtics fan now he's getting zero assignments yeah he worked game one in denver like okay you keep up with eric lewis's schedule how can you be the goat when you're 0 and 82 while riff by eric lewis how is eric lewis not in the goat combo you believe anything bro that's not a real stat <clears throat> another one uh jamal murray talking to an official uh, Scott Foster getting a whistle, blah, 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 like an extra one. Could he possibly have a second whistle in his pocket? Then Dennis throws him the original question mark. Look at the free throw disparity. It's all in black and white. I can't argue with that. I would have to look at the fouls all based on jump. Like, yeah, like he's just going into such replies phenomenal are very detail. calculated. Like now that this has been exposed, it's like, oh, my God, how did no one catch on to this <clears throat> until now? And the account. Was it deleted or no, wait. Oh, it's, it's the, still there. Oh, mm, the account is still there. The account replied to this thread oh. with P- Pablo. This is Mark Lewis, right? Family, older brother. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry that I put E in this situation, but this ain't Watergate. You're right. The account will be coming down. Twitter should not be this vindictive. Sorry to oh, inconvenience no. you. Uh, well, there it goes. Still very funny. I respect it, but like, if you're gonna defend your brother, at least just put your name in it. Like, make it you. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't create a burner because that'll make. You, I don't know. Very funny. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> uh, very funny. Eric Lewis memes. Last thing I want to talk about because sorry for a shorter show, but we are both exhausted. It's two thirty nine a.m. I'm feeling good. I I can't actually. I can't believe it's gonna be almost three a.m. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't been TV up this Carter. hour since like go, getting up to go to work like I, I, this is usually <laughs> the beginning of my day yes yes um the crowd at td garden was the loudest mm. i may have ever heard it ever not this postseason not this season like the loudest crowd i've heard at td garden i turned to cam who was sitting next to you and i go uh, I joked. I said this still doesn't hold a candle to Taylor Swift, but it was very. That's not a knock on TD Garden. It's just Taylor Swift was obscene. Um, but shout out the Celtics fans in attendance from the opening tip for when Marcus Smart dove on the ball, Jason Tatum's crazy dunk, Jimmy Butler's missed free throws were like electrifying. Like a- anything that went well for the Celtics or didn't go right for the Heat was just deafening screams, and it was it was 
ex- an extremely cool environment to be in. Yeah, this is the crowd everyone talks about being yes. a great home court advantage. Now, of course, again, the Celtics have been great hosts, whatever. How many times can I say the joke? Um, Tatum talked about that, actually. Did you see Tatum's quote on that? What, about the fans? He was like, we're happy we gave him something to cheer about. Is that what he yeah. said? <clears throat> yeah, he said. I was going to get to that. Oh, sorry. We'll Not him, that. but like, whatever. you know, it's true. What he said is yeah. true. You can read it. Uh, he said, I'm glad we gave him something to cheer about today. We got the best fans in the league, and up until today, we haven't given them much to cheer about at home this series. So I'm glad our performance matched the energy they were giving us. They truly have not given the fans anything to cheer about, except for Game 7. Game 7 was pretty cool. But in this series, they've they've given them every reason not to trust them and to be restless. Of course they're not going to be engaged. They came out today, yeah. and they punched them in the mouth. Of course the fans are in it. It was awesome. The first play of the game, Marcus dives on the floor. That's like the thing. Everybody's excited about that. Of course they're in it. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Keep doing it. Keep winning games. The ball was popping around. Like everything about the way they started this game was perfect. Mm -hmm. I will also say like, even before the game started, like before tip off, as tip off was happening, like you could tell the crowd was like, they were ready for the Celtics to give them something to scream about. Like before the game started, it was like, Oh, this place is, this place is rocking. It's, it's crazy that only Boston could believe the way they believe after being down three Oh and winning one game, right? Like the Celtics realist, like they, they was a dominant win in game four in Miami. Right. But it was one game, but it feels like that one game completely changed the tune of the city of the fans of everything and game five only added to that. <clears throat> like we, I know you don't like it and I know we joke about it like the Oh four red Sox, blah, blah, blah. Like I know you're not a huge fan, but realistically I think that's a big reason why Boston fans are so willing to like, you know what we can do this. We could like one of the quotes floating around Twitter is like, you can't make history unless there's history to make. And obviously you'd rather them just sweep them. But like, the Celtics have a chance to make history, and it feels like all of the momentum is in their favor, and that reflected in TD Garden, uh, the crowd at TD Garden in Game 5. It was, like I said, I was there as media, and I was up there, and I was sitting next to Cam, uh, Cam Tabatabai of Celtics uh, Lab in Celtics Wire, and every time the Celtics did something cool, I just turned to him, I was like, holy shit, like, this place is is rocking when when paul pierce got up the first time they showed him just just ballistic it, it was it was like i said the best crowd at a celtics game i've ever seen they probably felt like it could be their last of this season <laughs> you know like they wanted to get it all in they wanted to give it their best go probably like the team they were ready to go from the jump i was mm-hmm. pumped in my living room i do this weird thing when i watch games at home I'm getting more excited. The crowd's getting excited about than the actual players. I'm like saying to my dad, I'm like, Oh my God, they're going to go nuts. Like, Oh my God, they're going crazy. Like, this is insane. I'm you're right. Like this is a crowd on another level. This is a good highlight package for you to watch. If you're just going back to watch like a 10 minute clip game highlights and get yourself pumped up for the day. This is a good Mm -hmm. one. I like a big fan of the game two against Brooklyn, big fan Mm. of the game seven against Philly. And now mm-hmm. this one, these these are good ones. And it's great because we as fans have not gotten 
to enjoy too many moments of them playing at home over the last couple <laughs> seasons. Well, it's just been terrible. Do you know what it is? I feel like we talked about earlier this year, and I think Keith Smith talked about it first. It was like it's hard to root for a team so good because it's either relief that they won mm. or disappointment that they lost. And now it feels like since there's nothing left for them to lose, right? Or not, that's not what I meant, but like their backs are completely against the wall. It feels like they're the underdogs again, almost. You're like, they've lowered everyone's expectations. Exactly. Exactly. It's and like they, they might over, over deliver. Mm-hmm. it's like when your mom you know i think you told the story once it's like your mom's like oh the report card thing yeah yeah if you're yeah. a c student and you get c's it's whatever but if you're an a student and you get c's it's not acceptable and exactly. it's true and right That's now the celtics they're they an a-, a team they're getting c's and everyone's like what the hell but my, and now my... they convince everybody they're a c team and they're exactly. getting like b's and they're on there like they're working their way back up like b plus next game maybe a minus and then they'd get an a and we're like oh my god Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, God. it people are invested again, and uh, uh, that's not what it should I will take, say. But the reason why I think these people are so invested is one, they truly believe. Why do they truly believe? If you are like paying attention to how these games are being lost, aside from game three, where they just got absolutely like destroyed, murdered, yeah, like all right, Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin are the ones carrying Miami. Is that (laughs) sustainable? Gabe Vincent, who shot 38 or 36, 33 splits coming into the series. At least Martin was efficient on playoffs, but his his points still jumped up big time. Yeah. Like this, this isn't, or at least as, especially like the casual fans, this does not feel like a sustainable way for the Celtics to lose games. This is true. And especially when you get the feeling like they're not trying, or it looks like they're not trying, or they're doing dumb things, and they're really the ones shooting themselves in the foot. And then you see them put it together in games four and games five. You're like, oh my God, these guys, these guys are for real. Like we're all, I'm back on the Kool-Aid really bad. And I wish I wasn't, but like, I'm like, oh my God, these guys are coming out and dominating games. They're putting in an effort defensively. Miami looks lost on the offensive end. They have no idea what to do with this. Yeah. Like this is how they should have just played from the jump. Don't screw around. Don't play with your meat, as Doc Rivers said. And maybe just take care of the series and make it easy. Nope. We all have to sit here mm-hmm. and uh, panic now. Game six yeah. is Saturday. It'll be in Miami. And we'll see how it goes. Andrew Callahan, Boston Herald, NBC Sports Boston, <clears throat> Patriots reporter, just tweeted this. The Celtics have been turning in their homework at the last minute all playoffs and hit their procrastinating peak right before the finals, and I've never identified with the team more in my life. Yeah. Uh, It really does feel like that's what's happening, but the fans are into it. The city's backing them. Everyone's coming out. You didn't see any Red Sox players at game five. Very surprised. I have to imagine they might be saving it if it goes game seven. Maybe you, maybe they trot them all out there. I don't know if you want to predict, but do you think the Celtics win game six? Or do you not want to predict? Are we just going to vibe? See, I don't know what to think, though. Like, exactly. That's the problem. It's not be, that I don't want to predict. It's just like, they're impossible what team to you're going to get? They, they just won two games. Predict. Everybody's like, oh, my God, these guys are super cool again. I think if, it feels like they're due for a letdown. I feel like if they are going to lose, it's going to be this game. You said that against Philly, too. You said this feels like the year Philly wins. And then they, they just were like, nope. 
we're gonna we're gonna come through. Yeah, I was wrong about that. I going into it, I just felt like they were gonna lose in dramatic. It fashion. looked like they were gonna, and it was like, yeah, like they've beat up on Philly for too long. It feels like they're due to lose, and they just they fought through. They got through it. One game six, even though it wasn't pretty. Yeah, I sure would love just two more games of this though. If if they just yeah. if they just control two more games, that'd hey. be heaven. It's the perfect time for your least favorite phrase, Sam. Best two words in sports, baby. <laughs> game seven be fantastic. When you're yes, down sir. 3-0 and you're like, game seven? Okay, yeah. I'll yeah, do game seven. Game seven. Uh, take what I can get. Right. Do you have a rat list? <laughs> do I have a rat list? Uh, yeah, I tweeted about it when I was heading into the game. Someone had red headlights. Hmm. Re- like, just, just why? I'm just, not in like, on the... I hate... Uh, when I see headlights and I think they're cops, like the super bright LED lights. Yeah. I live near a beach and like people love to drive their cars near the beach. And so I see like a lot of shit. I see a lot of different colored lights. And yeah. do you ever see that? And you're like, wow, that guy's super cool. Uh, wow. I yeah, wish I, I was that guy. <laughs> no, I, I, I nobody a, says that. I say it sarcastically. You put it on I the say... rat list. That's what you do. I have a different phrase for it. I always go, that guy must have a giant. I don't like that. I, that just, (laughs) I don't know. It feels like, I don't know. If you drive a giant truck with giant wheels, I immediately think tiny. Yeah, of course. You're compensating. I I think that's like overused. Nah, no, I go with it. I don't care. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's original enough. Yeah, that's that's what I go with. I I just I think envying somebody is funnier than that. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, Ratless though, red headlights, red mm. headlights is is tragic. You can't be doing that. Like just just why, right? Mm. Like just just use normal headlights, bozo. Like I just think you're an idiot. Uh, <clears throat> I feel like there was something else I had too. I'm trying to think of what I did today. I got a haircut and I drove. I think there was something else with like a car that I wanted to put on the rat list, but I can't remember what it was. I think it's just not stopping at a stop sign and going right through it. Oh, <clears throat> yes. Okay. I don't. <laughs> you hate when I go to film, but I have to go to film for, oh, dear. <laughs> for this. Did uh, you film it? No, but it, it's impossible to explain unless I show you the situation that I was in. Does that make sense? Okay. All right, well, you what... pull this up. I'll go. Yes, get, give me a ratless while I pull this. Okay, up. one ratless is the internet. If you're watching this, you probably saw a bunch of like chops. It's almost <laughs> three in the morning now, and I've had my mic dick me around. I've had my internet dick me around, and I don't have the patience for it. There's nobody else awake in this mm-hmm. house but me. There's no reason why I shouldn't get full attention by the Wi-Fi. I'm really not asking that much for it to to work. <laughs> okay, second rat list. Yes. Um. How did I forget it? Oh no! Oh man! Did we forget the rat list? Are you? Are we in? Se- oh, second rat list. Whoever gave Shaq his summons. <laughs> if you don't know, Shaq was part of this big crypto lawsuit, FTX, and uh, he'd been dodging the summons, letting him know that he's being sued for a good amount of time. And they got his ass on what's today, Thursday, Tuesday in night. Game four, yeah, yeah. Ironically enough, in the arena that used to be named after FTX. Very funny. All right, I have the film. Okay, I think you're gonna find this entertaining. It's not basketball film, so this is where I go to. <laughs> to 
get on the highway. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Watch on YouTube. You're posting on podcast. So you drive here. You're going, you're going. This is south. I need to go north. So I have to go past this. Okay. Right. I go past this. Oh, the day changed. Here you go. Yeah, we're back though. We're driving. Thing. There's boom, a boom, boom. small median in the middle of the road. Yep. And so I'm in the right lane because okay. as you can see in the green sign up here, my exit is right after these people <clears throat> right here are coming to turn off, right? Okay. And I know you're a big yield sign guy, correct? Big fan of the yield sign. Mm -hmm. I think it's very effective. Now, as you can see here, Sam, again, check the tape. Watch on YouTube. What, what do we see here, Sam? What is this right here? Is that a yield? I can't uh, really that would be a it. yield sign because the people coming off the highway are supposed to yield to us because we need to take this exit up here. You can see the sign for the exit. Exit's right here. <clears throat> so I'm driving along. I'm like, all right, I'll stay in this lane. And I see a car on the right-hand side. I'm like, you know, pulling in here. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to speed up. I'll get past it so they're good to go. It's a long they drive. Can, they can slow down changing. a little bit. You see my exit right here, right? Okay. My exit right there. Right back here, we see they're on ramp. I'm driving up here. This dude does not yield. Doesn't even come close to yielding. Speeds all the way through this. Same speed he was going on the highway. And I have to speed past him and almost mm -hmm. get rear-ended because he decided not to slow down at all. No one's behind me, by the way. He could have just waited yeah, like two the, seconds. Nobody behind you makes it worse. Rat. Absolute also, kind of ratless for whoever designed it, though. That's kind of poor design. Tip, yes. Like, ideally, there is a lane for him to get on and get speed and so he doesn't have to stop. And then well, yeah, but... there's a merge. It's impossible though, because like it's I have to stay in this lane. No, I'm not saying here. you're at fault. I'm saying whoever designed the the yeah, but how could you design way, it any other way? Make it so that they have some sort of place to like get up to speed on the highway. Like every other place has that pretty. This much. isn't like a highway highway. This is like an intermediate like oh, okay middle road. It's not. This isn't like 495 or anything. This is like like look here. It just goes over here into okay. the mall and yeah. then back to a normal street so it's okay. not like a real highway so ratless for that guy for not yielding at all almost ramming in the back of my car uh and that ends this week's film session uh, <laughs> but that's all i got today anything else you want to say no i'm exhausted are we done we're both tired thank you very much for listening it is 3 a.m on the dot now as i do this outro Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate all the support on the pods and the pregame shows. Very glad that we get to keep doing them for now. Yeah, I was see very you sad. Saturday. Yes, yes. We'll see you before the game. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Check out our socials, blah, blah, blah. Mainly my always plug, five stars, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Follow the shows there. That would help us out. Thank you very much. Go ahead, Sam. All right. Going to speed through it today. Don't want the internet to uh, get tuckered out there. Thank yes, you very sir. much for listening or watching. If you're watching, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the little notification bell so you get all of our 5 a.m. uploads. You'll get our pregame uh, streams and any other content we're putting out. You'll get a notification. You won't miss it. Also, leave a like. Leave some comments. Jack loves the comments. I love the comments. I'll go on my account and respond. Jack responds on the pod account. Plus... If you don't want to see us, don't know why. You can go on the streaming services, <laughs> Spotify, Apple, follow us, leave a nice review, nice comments, five stars, all of that. 
social media. We're working. We didn't do it today. We're working on uh, getting the Twitter up to speed at yeah. how about them sees <laughs> Instagram, TikTok as well for that at, and Facebook is just the name of the podcast. You can get our pregame streams there as well as Twitter. There are on Twitter. Uh, they're on Jack's Twitter at Jack Simone NBA and my Twitter at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Yeah.